welcome to the Expedition Marriage Podcast. We're so glad you're here. I'm Chris. And I'm Jamie Bailey, and we're Christian counselors and marriage coaches. We're here to help you put God in the center of your marriage by sharing some solid biblical truth, along with some practical marriage tips. So no matter where you're at in your marriage, start getting excited, because we're here to help you. Enjoy the journey. Welcome to part two of our series of communication uh, called Communication Killers and Their Kryptonite. So uh, this is the second in the series, and today's episode is titled, It's Not Just What You Say. That's right. That's right. <laughs> because it's a lot more than just, just what we're saying, and, and that's why we want to talk about that and bring that up. Uh, and so if you haven't heard part one, that's fine. You know, Listen to this one and then go back and listen to part one, because um, I think you're going to still get a lot out of this one without hearing that one mm-hmm. first. So I guess what well, um, let's talk about some stats. Yeah. Yeah, because we think that our communication is all words. But really, what is it that we remember when what people say? Like a third Oh, we're only listening. Yeah, we're only listening to about a third of what's said. Yeah. Oh, but you're you're, you're talking about memory. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. So when people are talking, I think it's like twenty percent. Yeah. So th- that's why we have fifteen minute episodes here because we know <laughs> <laughs> we know that's all y'all got in. Yet maybe you'll get one or two nuggets yeah. out of this. So if you're talking with your spouse and you, and you come back to them and you're expecting them to look, to remember everything you said, no, just expect about twenty percent. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I just thought we'd throw that out there. Yeah. But really, when it comes to communication, here's the deal. When it comes to our words in communication, do you know that the only impact they have is about 7%? I know. Is that crazy? Yeah. Well, and on top of that, only, we only listen, research shows we only listen to about a third of what's being said. So yeah. the other two thirds of the time, we're coming up with our response. So even then, out of 7%. <laughs> this is really sad. <laughs> Y'all are going to get nothing out of this episode. <laughs> You are going to have to listen to this at least five times, really, I guess. Um, to, to, That's to, right. And, and then on top of that, communication is not just really about what's said. It's about what's heard. Right. Because there's so much that we're bringing into it that's not oh, even yeah. part of the words that nobody has an idea. Well, let me. Your spouse has little <laughs> idea that you're bringing it, it yeah. into the conversation. Yeah, yeah, because we all have filters mm-hmm. that we're even receiving those words with. So, th- I mean, that's that in its own is it's a whole a whole different topic there. But that's so true. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, words are powerful. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't think that just because it's it's such a small percentage that they don't hold power. Um, you know, James 3, 4 talks about the tongue being like a rudder of a ship, that it's a small thing, but it can turn a big ship. Right. And in James 3, 6, he talks about the tongue is a fire. Right. So it, it can do a lot. Yeah. But, but here's the deal. There are things like the wind that powers that ship. Mm. And there are mm-hmm. things like gas poured on the fire that can make that fire really get out of hand. And so our words are absolutely powerful, but how we're saying them yeah. matters too. Because you can take, if you think of the terms, you know, constructive criticism, mm-hmm. you know, criticism can be just criticism or it can be constructive criticism. The difference is going to be in, in how we say it. Right. Because I can say, well, let me show you, let me show you how to do this the right way. And it's fine. Let me teach you how to do it. Or it's like, oh, let me show you how to do it the right way. Yeah. Very different meanings. <laughs> Dumb idiot. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so mm-hmm. the words, they matter. Mm-hmm. But really, they're not the biggest power 
behind our communication, right? And so that right. takes us to the next the next topic in this. So words are 7%. 38% of your communication comes from your tone of voice. Yeah. Yeah, the different ways. Well, just your example, right? You know, let me mm-hmm. let me show you how the how to do this. I mean, and and we sometimes as spouses, I mean, we've seen this. We'll actually try to teach through our spouse through a derogatory tone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like a parent-child thing. The way we will talk to them, because you know, like for a kid, you know, if we're talking to our kid and they're playing too close to the street, some we might need to say it in a way that like, mm-hmm. don't do this again. You know, so don't play by the street. But the problem is, if we say those kind of things to our husband about, well, let me show you how to do the, this right. the right way. That's not where that goes. Yeah. What are you thinking? Yeah, I don't want to ever have to tell you this again. And that's conveyed through the tone. Right, right. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we're not here. There's things we can learn from each other. So don't mishear me say that. But we're not here to teach or parent our spouses. No. And our tone can turn our words on a dime that make them do just that. Right. Absolutely. In fact, if we try to parent our spouses, well, let's put it this way. There's not a lot of well-adjusted couples who are interested in being relational with their parent. (laughs) That's right. That's right. You do not want to set up a parent-child relationship. (laughs) No. And tone really is a big part of how that happens. Mm -hmm. 38%. 38%. That's right. 7% words, 38% tone of voice. Now, here, here's where the money is. Our communication is 55% body language mm-hmm. because we are constantly reading the intentions of others, and body language is how we're doing that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's automatic. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not it's it's nothing you have to do. It's something we're automatically doing. We're in the process of always doing it. Right. We've got parts of our brain, the prefrontal cortex, the higher thinking part of our brain. It constantly is looking at body language and assigning emotions to it. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at how you're speaking to me. I'm watching your body. I'm watching if your eyebrows are going up and down, if your eyes are rolling, if you're turning away and I'm determining what kind of mood are you in? How is this being delivered? What are the intentions? I'm not thinking, hmm, let me evaluate. His shoulders are up a little. (laughs) I'm not doing that. It's automatic. Mm -hmm. It's automatic responses. It's just lightning fast that it's happening. And and how this can go wrong is we assign the wrong emotions sometimes. Mm -hmm. We assign the wrong things. And if you've grown up in a dysfunctional household at all, your filter for this, you might be extra guarded You're going to read into things. If you were used to a lot of pain or had to protect yourself a lot, this wall is going to be up for you and you're extra on guard. You're hyper vigilant Mm -hmm. to look for anything that might potentially harm you. Well, yeah, that's that's kind of the filter we were talking about, how we bring things into the communication or into the conversation that our spouse might not have any idea. Yes, because our our brains naturally do this, but when it get that part of our brain gets skewed, when we're taught improper things, this activates in a direction, a whole nother way that you don't want it to go. And it makes me think like, because I was that one who grew up in the in the dysfunction, and so I'm mm-hmm. very guarded, and I kind of went through life, and even our first part of my marriage, like, you ain't going to hurt me. I'm ready. <laughs> Duke's up all the time. Duke's up. You know, and even just a couple of years ago, my mom had passed away, and we were in the bed. It was it was late at night, because y- y'all wives know we got to talk about stuff late at night. That's when we have, <laughs> The like, back of the head felt that material on the pillow. And yes. Brando, it up. It's time. It's time. You know, but anyway. 
anyway, we were having this conversation. I was crying. I'm emotional. I'm, I'm grieving. I'm talking to my husband, sharing with him emotionally. This poor guy turns around, turns his back to me to grab his water. Just with his body language of turning his back to me, I shut down instantly. Because what I assigned that to, he doesn't care. He doesn't care that I'm crying. He doesn't care about my feelings. And y'all, I am married to the kindest, most compassionate man there is. But yet my brain instantly reacted and said, nope, he turned his back. He's out. Yeah. I'm just thinking I was going to cough and I didn't want to interrupt you. <laughs> right. <laughs> I got a tickle. I need to get, keep right. you from yeah, and, interrupting And that's you. what happens. But that's a way that this can really go awry. And so 55%. Is mm-hmm. a big percentage when right. it comes to communication. Well, and the more you care about somebody, then the more you're, you know, more likely you are to respond to this, right? The more likely you are to re- react to these kind of feelings. Right, right. Yeah, the closer in relationship you are, the more your brain does this, you yeah, know, absolutely. because we hold more value with each other. Well, and there's these things called mirror neurons, mm-hmm. right? And those are, are, are triggering off. Those are, are happening. And, and those are the things that help us or, or, or make us feel the feel, uh, feelings of others, or at least our perceived feelings, what they, we might think that they're feeling. So, you know, like if we see somebody who's in a cast and, you know, and if ever we've been in a cast, we might be, you know, we think about the pain and we go, oh, I don't like that pain. And then so mm-hmm. we'll actually sometimes say something about that pain, like, oh, well, you'll get better soon. Right. Right. Or even mm-hmm. if somebody's grieving, mm-hmm. you know, if somebody's recently lost a loved one, what, what's the most common response? Well, at least they're not suffering anymore. Yeah. At least they're in heaven they're now. They're in a better place. Yeah. Lord needed another angel. No, no, no that's a, no, no, <laughs> that is not what that is. But that's what we do because we're uncomfortable with their pain because mm-hmm. we're feeling it and we don't want to be feeling that. And so we kind of shut that down. But in marriage, we do the exact same thing. And so it can mm-hmm. be sometimes like a husband who comes home and he hears the wife slamming things around maybe in the <laughs> kitchen or how she's, you know, talking to the kids at that moment because they're crazy because they're always crazy at like five o'clock, you know, and he, his mood can instantly be changed. Mm-hmm. It can instantly be altered because he's reacting to my mood and what I'm doing. And the same thing the other way. I could be fine at home. You could come home. Right. And you had a bad day at work, and now I'm instantly upset because I'm picking up what you're putting out. Right. We respond to each other's body language and each other's moods, and we we mirror that in mm-hmm. one another. Wait, so is this why when sometimes you might be a little short with me, then, then I respond in a short way back? Is that So it's not my fault. It's <laughs> That is not because I started it. No, but you know what? That's exactly what happens. And this is how couples end up fighting about stuff where at the end of it, they really don't know what started it. They're just reacting to Mm -hmm. one another's moods. Well, you're being a jerk, so I'm going to be that way. I'm only this way because you came in and you said this. And and you've lost all concepts as as to what we're even talking about. Right. Well, the interesting part is sometimes am I feeling my feelings or am I feeling your feelings? Right. Or right. at least the perceived feelings. Because, you know, this emotional empathy, it's all automatic. It's just, it's lightning fast, as you said. The cognitive empathy, mm-hmm. right, the things we do need to work on, that's that's the stuff we have to pay attention and we have to be intentional about. Right, right. So these emotional automatic responses are just that. They're automatic. Mm-hmm. We want to be aware that they're happening so we can control them a little bit better. Like me sitting on the bed, all of a sudden shutting down my husband and feeling totally rejected. I want to be able to 
know what just happened, so yeah. I can I can control. So that. do all the other husbands. <laughs> so do all the other husbands. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is sad but true. All right, so so what do we do about this? Yeah, where's the kryptonite to, yeah, to shutting this down? Well, yep. the first thing we want to mm-hmm. do is we want to have a goal of slowing it all down. Yes. We've got to pause and ask clarifying questions. Mm-hmm. Or, or I even like to refer to it as a sacred pause because in moments like this, sometimes we do need God's strength. Or we probably, not sometimes, <laughs> yes. we probably always need God's yes, strength. that we, is true. We need the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah, so we need that sacred pause that when we first react, when we start, you know, when we, we react and, and we feel that emotion come up in us, pause. Mm-hmm. You know, when I've assigned you the emotion or when I've assigned you the intention of ignoring me or not engaging with me or not caring about me, I need to pause and step back. When I felt my body do that, when I felt myself get defensive, that's time to go, you know what? Are you ignoring me or do you not want is my story bothering you? Mm-hmm. You know, and then let you speak truth. By keeping you awake, right? With, with my with my life spans. Yes. Am I bothering you? Yeah. And so, but honestly, we do. We mm-hmm. want to clarify. Yeah. Instead of just react and assume all those emotions are accurate, because mm-hmm. our brain may be doing it, but it's only doing it the best it can based off of our past history. Right. And part of that is ask clarifying questions, right? Mm-hmm. Let's if we're going to be arguing, let's at least argue about what we're arguing about instead of these perceived things that we think might be happening. Right. We need to make sure we're being informed. And we also we want to be kind with our words. Yes, always. We, you know, we we've got to be kind with our words. We we don't want to be starting forest fires. Mm-hmm. We've got to control our tone. We got to give grace. When yes. the other person there might not have had a good tone or may have come across in a, a way, maybe there's something else going on that right. that's not us. Right. Yeah. We we want to hmm. give our spouses space to be upset. Mm-hmm. We don't need to jump on the bandwagon with them every time. We don't need to be in charge of changing their emotions. Yeah. We need to sometimes just allow them. And so that's where that active listening comes in. Mm-hmm. That's where that cognitive empathy yes. comes in, where we have to slow it all down and ask those questions, become non-reactive. And that's where we intentionally lean in towards your spouse, make it about them and not yourself. When you intentionally, actively listening, listen, it's about them, and it's not about you, so you're going to react far less. And so that's mm-hmm. what we want you to do. Use your words for good, control your tone, pay attention, and watch your body language and how that plays out in your marriage. And so if you enjoyed today's episode, we would love for you to screenshot it, share it on Instagram, mm-hmm. let other people know we exist yes. to help their marriages too. Tag us at expedition underscore marriage. And if you learn something new, send us a, a direct message on Instagram. Send us an email at expeditionmarriage.org. We would love to hear from you because we really are here to help you. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey.